Hi everyone and welcome to Let's Get Visible, a podcast for small business owners helping them to grow, have a sustainable business and get more visibility online. I'm Dawes Brown and I'll be bringing you SEO and digital marketing tips as well as interviews and conversations with other small business owners. So let's get started. I'm super excited today to be joined by Kerry Dover. So Kerry is a strategist, facilitator and creator of the Momentum Movement. She runs the Momentum Architects, which is a performance design agency helping individuals and teams to get the best out of themselves, to create greater momentum in life and unlock new levels of personal potential. Originally from the UK, Kerry spent many years working in marketing and management roles for brands including the AFL, NRL, Big Pond, Census and Health Coaching Australia. But it was when she started her own consultancy focused on foundational brand strategy for small business that she really started seeing the power and the connection of mindset and performance coaching with business success. She wholeheartedly believes that if you build great humans the same way that you build great businesses, through strategy, systems and strengths. Taking principles from businesses alongside neuroscience, positive psychology, NLP and strengths-based coaching, an accredited Gallup Strength Coach, she delivers performance programs for organisations around the country, as well as helping individuals and business owners design the lives they truly want to be living. In addition to the Momentum Movement, a membership community for those who are ready to become the next best version of themselves, Kerry also runs an eight-week performance elevation program, is the host of the Momentum Life Project podcast, and has written the Momentum.me journal to aid productivity and performance. So without further ado, welcome Kerry. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Dawes. I am so excited about this one and congratulations on the launch of your podcast. Thank you so much. And I'm really excited to have you on the podcast because my very, very first um, networking experience in Wollongong in the Illawarra was with you being the guest speaker. So it just made sense to me that the very first interview that I ran on the Let's Get Visible podcast was going to be with you, obviously because you're awesome, um, but there was that connection with you that I've, I guess, always had and you've always um, stuck in my brain and stuck in my mind when I was launching my small business um, and just attending that first you know, networking event and, and seeing you guest speak, again, you were just that real critical part, I guess, of me um, launching, you know, my own little um, place and little platform for small business owners. So thank you for agreeing to be the first guest. And yeah, I can't wait to, to go through your journey as well. Oh, that absolutely makes my heart sing. Thank you, Dawes. And um, yeah, I only knew recently that that was actually how we how we first yes. met. I had um, I, I'd known about you for so long, but um, yeah, it was only recently when you said that that was your very first networking event around here when when I was talking. So yeah, amazing. I know. All good. So. 
I do have a couple of questions and these are mainly to keep us on track because um, I tend to go on a bit of a tangent when I get really excitable. So I thought I'd go through and detail some questions and that way um, we can also give our audience some juicy bits and pieces about some different things. Obviously visibility will be involved as part of that discussion um, for this podcast. But to kick off, I think the most important part um, is to, I guess, understand where you're coming from. So where your business journey started and why you decided to launch your own business in the first place. Gosh, okay. <laughs> Small <laughs> question to start with there, Doris. <laughs> so um, I, I, I guess to do that, I probably need to give a little bit of context to your listeners. Um, as you said there in the intro, I am originally from the UK and um, I've been in Australia for, gosh, it's 14 years ago now. That Congratulations. I, that I, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, 14 years ago, I came out here backpacking and I never, never quite made it back home. So um, my, my background in the UK and also when I first got to Australia was very much in corporate marketing. Uh, so, you know, my background and my qualifications are all in business and in marketing. Um, but it was when I met an Aussie sailor on Anzac Day, actually playing two up, that, um, that life really changed. Oh, wow. Um, yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if it's a great story or a really bad story, but um, yeah, ended up following that Aussie sailor around the country. Uh, the Aussie sailor then became my husband and um, we, we moved to the beautiful South Coast. So we're now living in, in Kiama on the, the South Coast of New South Wales. Now, when we first got to the South Coast, I, I'll be perfectly honest, I cried for three weeks straight because I was like, my corporate career's over. You know, what am I going to do down here? There are no big corporates. There are no huge marketing departments. Um, so really the reason I started with my business was because I couldn't find another job that I wanted to do, which... I don't necessarily recommend is the right way to, to approach starting a business. Um, if anybody has read the, um, the E-Myth, um, I love that book, um, Michael Gerber's The E-Myth, then I've probably made every single mistake that he outlines in that book. And yeah, starting with number one, I can't find another job, so I will just create my own was the idea behind it. I love that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not indeed? Why not indeed? So yeah, that all, that all started. Um, and really what I started with was a consultancy called Pepperpot Marketing few years ago yes and that's how yeah. I connected with you at that networking launch that's right yep absolutely yes yeah. so Pepperpot was my baby um, back in the day and Pepperpot really existed because I looked around um, the south coast and you know very regional area so small business and went right small business owners who who don't have the luxury of a marketing department. So how can I really provide that, that environment for them? So it became a bit of an agency um, right from the get-go. The, the issue that I found very early on was that people were then going, oh, fabulous. So can you do this? And can you do this? And can you do this? You know, everything from, um, you know, the brand strategy, which, which is my forte right through to uh, – the SEO and the web development, which is certainly not my forte and very much more in, um, in your lane. And I am certainly not, um, not the expert in that area. So I was actually finding that I was getting more and more stressed 
and overwhelmed and, and really taking on more and more and saying, yes, I mean, this is, this is what we, a lot of us do as small business owners, right? We, we launch and we say yes to everything because we're so desperate to, My goodness. you A, provide a great service to our customers and we don't want to say no to them, but also going, oh, we're so desperate to grow and so desperate to, to make money in those early days that we say yes without necessarily really thinking. I'm nodding my head vigorously (laughs) here. I know the audience can't, can't um, see us, but yeah, I'm nodding vigorously because I totally, totally get that. Um, And being in that, yeah, yes space to everything. Totally. And we all do it and it's no fault of our own, right? Because there there isn't really a manual that you can read for starting a business. (laughs) And (laughs) Yeah. yeah, so I really progressed from there to, then saying, okay, well, let's, let's strip everything back here. Let's stop trying to build a little empire and let's focus on, on your zone of genius, which is really that sort of that brand foundation that, that let's build strong foundations for the business and then let the experts do their thing in all other areas yourself with, with SEO <laughs> and um, with, you know, the online piece. Uh, so yeah, that's really where Pepperpot came from. Um, and then, I mean, fast forward again, uh, what I was finding is a lot of people, it wasn't anything to do with the implementation, but it was the mindset that was really getting in their way. So that then really developed into the Momentum Architects, which, um, which is what I now run today and really helping both individuals, business owners and teams to, to really get master that mindset and really get the, the most out of their potential. So as you, again, you mentioned in the intro, really looking at how we how we build a business using the same sort of principles, you know, how we build a human and a business using those same core principles, which to me is really strategy systems and strengths. Beautiful. Love it. And I love how you, as you said, moved into that space of your own business. And sometimes it comes out of circumstance. So it's not something you plan for. You don't sort of wake up, you know, one morning at the age of, you know, 25 and say, oh, when I turn 30 or 35 or 40, this is what I'm going to do. I think it's just something that progresses you and gets you to that destination because of situation, because of circumstance, but you also had that extensive background and experience doing it and working for other organisations and businesses that, hey, why not do it for myself? And sometimes jumping in the deep end and taking the plunge is the way that, you know, we need to sort of venture into that space. But yeah, so many of the points that you said have resonated with me. Um, and that kind of ties us into, I guess, the next question that I had, which was your genius. So how you best help or serve um, your audience, your customers. And if you can tell us just a little bit more about that process. Um, so I guess our audience can get an understanding of that as well. And how from a small business perspective that might, you know, assist them with moving forward in their business. Great question, Doris. Great question. So um, really how, how I alluded to that and the other answer, so the business journey, really, um, where I am now is understanding that a lot of us, and myself definitely included, we self-sabotage. Um, and I truly believe that if we can get out of our own way (laughs) a lot of the time as small business owners, then it it really is ourselves that is, that is 
stopping us from moving forward and really, uh, you know, taking taking the success that we want and taking the the, the life or designing the life that we really want to be living. And um, for me, definitely, and I've seen this time and time and time again in people that I work with, um, whether from a, from a coaching perspective or rather running workshops um, it, or working with teams even, is that we're we're probably even more scared of success than we are of failure a lot of the time. And I, I genuinely believe that if we can get rid of some of those limiting beliefs and really stop, stop the not allowing ourselves to achieve that level of success that, that let's be honest, we all deserve it, right? We sure do. <laughs> we Absolutely. sure do. Um, yeah. And if we can just get out of our own way, then we are so, yeah, we're, we're going to be set up for, for much greater success in, in work life and in play. So really what I work with um, is that mindset piece. And it really is going back to um, the strategy. So when I talk about strategy in, in humans, it's really that why. It's that it's the vision, it's the mission, it's the purpose. You know, it's why you're doing what it is that you're doing. Because if you don't have a strong reason behind you, then um, yeah, nothing else is going to flow. Um, it, you know, it really isn't. I'm sure in the work that you do with, with your clients, then the ones that come to you and go, right, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly where I want to get to. And this is, these are my goals. Then they're so much easier to work with than somebody that just goes, oh, you know, I just want some, I, I want some SEO. I want to get out online. You know, I want to be number one on Google. Well, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I truly believe that asking the question why is, is super, super important in everything we do. Um, secondly, it's the, it's the systems. And when I talk about systems, I'm not talking about, you know, literally the, the tech behind this, or though it might be in, in business, but really the habits and the routines and the consistency. So, you know, building those, those great habits that we've got, building those routines into our life that we can then um, really have the foundations laid for, for great success, you know, so those performance hacks, those life hacks, those things that just make life easier because if we can get those foundations right, then yeah, we can just continue to build. Um, I'm a massive fan of, of the one percenter attitude. You know, if we can just be one percent better today than we were yesterday and one percent better tomorrow than we are today, you know, look what's going to happen over the course of a year. Six, I love it. You know, exponential growth there. So really it's the, it's the strategy, it's the systems, and then it's the strengths. And um, again, I'm a massive fan of the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment. Um, as, you, as you mentioned there in the intro, this particular tool actually changed my life when I did it. Um, wow. I looked my, my top five and then opened up to the full 34 themes that they talk about. Uh, it really just gave me permission to be me and to go, okay, this is my zone of genius. And uh, it, it's going to sound a little trite, I guess, but I genuinely believe that I was put on this earth to inspire others to do their life's best work. And if I can just you know, give somebody that little ounce of encouragement that day or spark an idea or help them to move that little bit fo move more forward for a goal or to achieve something that they really want to achieve, then, you know, I'm a happy bunny at the end of the day. <laughs> you totally so, do do that because I know that we've had um, our catch-ups and our sessions and you've always, after every call or every catch-up that we have, I walk away and I totally feel inspired and I might have had imposter syndrome just before we've had that discussion or catch-up and then after I've spoken to you, I'm like, hell yeah, I can do this. Absolutely, I can do this. Why am I putting up my own roadblocks, you know, in the way? And so 
I think that is your calling. I think you've hit the nail on the head there because that's totally the reaction that I have and, you know, the outcome that I have that you've pushed me forward to do things that I've stopped myself from doing just from having those catch-ups and conversations. So, yeah, absolutely. I agree with, with <gasps> your bits there. <laughs> I, I have goosebumps hearing that, Doors. You have absolutely made my day. So thank you so much for saying that. Um, yeah, that's that's truly what I what I believe that I've been I've been put here to do. So it thank really you so is. Much for it it that. really <laughs> is your genius. Absolutely, love it. Now, hindsight is a great thing. <laughs> um, is there anything that you would do differently and why? Any sort of little nuggets of um, advice that you could give small business owners or those who are looking to launch a business? And if you think back to where you started and some of the experiences that you've gone through, is there anything that you would necessarily do differently or change? Wow. I could I could probably write a book or an entire series of books on on what I would do differently. So let me let me try and narrow this down so that I don't talk. Maybe for four have a hours. top three. Yeah, maybe like a top three. <laughs> maybe the, maybe the top three. Gosh, yeah. there are so many things I would do differently. I, I think the the biggest biggest piece of advice I would sort of go back to my um, pressing launch on my business self though would be to to really give myself permission to be me, <laughs> which, um, I, again, I think in the early days, particularly, and I've seen this happen time and time again with other business owners I've worked with. And I think we all have to go through it. It's almost like our rite of passage. Um, you know, baptism. We, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's the baptism of fire. Right. And yep. so often though, we try and emulate, um, what other people are doing. And we see what other people are doing. Like, okay, well, how have they got there? Right, I can do that. If I just follow the same steps, then I will get there. And reverse engineer some of and that process. Exactly. And reverse yep. engineering. And by saying that, I'm not suggesting that we should totally throw the rule book out, you know, and totally not follow any frameworks or any, any systems or, you know, any kind of pathways that have been set up before us. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that that we should um, but just giving ourselves permission to sit in like we just said you know our zones of genius and allowing ourselves and our own personalities to to come through rather than trying to be somebody else that we weren't i i remember back i started a blog um back in the day called confessions of a small business owner and originally it was just a it wasn't called that at all but it was just sitting on my website and it was a blog because at the time I was like right everyone's writing a blog I have to write a blog you know content marketing, yes. content, marketing content marketing you know this is what this is what we have to do yeah um, you've been there you know what I'm talking I about do. and again I'm not suggesting content marketing isn't good it's great yeah. but at the time I was like I've got to write it just because I have to and I put no real strategy behind it you know, I shouldn't admit this as a marketer. And it was just like, I just need to write a blog. And it took me so long to publish them because I realized what I was doing is writing for my peers and I was writing for other marketers, you know, and I was putting together things like, um, I don't know, the four peers of marketing and how you can use them in modern day business or something equally as horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> And then every time I actually read through the blog post, I was like, but all I'm doing is, is 
second guessing myself and going, oh, but would the textbook actually really say this? Or would, you know, the marketing expert, you know, agree with me here? Or would this be exactly how this is taught in universities these days, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I wasn't writing for my audience. I was writing for my peers. And that was the biggest realization that I made because I'd posted probably two blog posts in a year. <laughs> and I went, is this serving my customers? No, it's not. Is this helping anybody in any way, shape or form? No, it's not. And as soon as I dropped that barrier and as soon as I actually took my own advice that um, I would give to other people and really go, well, who, who is your audience? Who is your clients? And let's really write for what I call your avatars. And suddenly this whole weight lifted off me and the words just came tumbling out. And, you know, since then, um, you know, for years I published pretty much a weekly blog because I was writing wow. for my actual audience rather than second guessing myself and getting into that. You know, you mentioned imposter syndrome earlier. It was hundred percent that I was so in my own head and yeah. I wasn't helping anybody, not me, not my clients, you know, and yeah. <laughs> Love it. So a huge light bulb moment. Um, and you just mentioned something really important there. It then allowed you to find your flow. And this is something that I see a lot of small business owners go through, even with the SEO component, is they're trying to put themselves and position themselves into this box because, as you said, that's what everyone else is doing. So instead of finding your own specific genius and your own moments where you can just be you and do it your way, Yes, there is a pathway. Yes, there are some terms and conditions and things that you need to follow because, you know, that's how it goes. But the permission to be me, I think, is such a great learning um, yeah, curve and, and, you know, what you've been able to take away from this that it then sets the foundations for everything else that you do because when you're being yourself, you're in that flow, you're in that, you know, zone where it's just coming more naturally and so you don't have writer's block, you don't have, you know, other hurdles and speed bumps because you're like, well, this is me and I'm just putting out there exactly what it is that I'm thinking, that I'm feeling and it's coming from the heart. Like as corny as that sounds, when it comes from that good place and when the intention is, you know, a heart-centered, um, I guess, you know, intention, then everything else just naturally comes out and flows rather than you trying to stick to these rules and regulations because you think, oh, well, that's what everyone else, you know, is doing and I wonder if I'll be accepted. I wonder if they'll like me. I wonder if, you know, this is going to resonate with everyone or, or anyone in, in that fact. And um, I, yeah, again, it's just really hitting me in the gut when you said that because it was exactly what I went through launching my small business as well. And I was so concerned and so worried whether I was fitting within the mold it just got to the point one day where I went, you know what, stuff this, this is doors. You either like doors or you don't. And I'm okay with that now, but it's taken, you know, a good 40 odd years to get to that point. And I think it's quite difficult because we don't, we do go through life trying to get that acceptance from our peers, from our customers, from our friends, from our families. And we feel like we're almost letting everyone else down if we're not saying something that's in agreement with what their ears want to hear. Um, but you've just got to take a step back and go, yeah, I, I've, you know, gone around the sun 42, you know, times. Um, this is me. 
this is who I am. You either like it or you don't. You either grab a seat on my bus or you take someone else's bus and I'm okay with that. So that's, yeah, like I love that you've taken that as a learning as well because I think a lot of us have experienced that, especially when launching a small business. Um, what was the number two? So that was number one of hindsight. Oh, number one, yes. Number two, <laughs> number two. Um, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I, just to totally echo what you, you've just said, that as soon as you can stop trying to be perfect, then, yeah, it, it really does. You're right. That flow just comes out. So, so thank you. You probably said that a lot more eloquently than I did, but it's, I've said it time and time again. So uh, number two, number two is definitely allowing myself the thinking time as well. Um, this was something that, again, in the early days, I was so busy trying to do the client work, I guess. And this is really um, bundled up, I guess, sort of number two and number three. Number three is is pricing. <laughs> my, my nemesis is pricing, but sort of bundled up with number two and three um, is really that I got so busy in the doing that I forgot to do the thinking. And, you know, I guess this is sort of work, worked in the sort of the cliche, you know, spending time on your business rather than in your business. Um, but for me, definitely, it was trying to take that step back and actually, A, smell the roses, you know, give yourself time to celebrate what you've done as well because it's so easy to just get to another week and you fall on the heap in the floor and go, great, I've got that client report out or I've got this out or I've got this out or, you know, thank goodness I've done X, Y, Z on my task list. Um, I'm very much a task list person. Yeah. <laughs> so everything is driven by my task list. And, um, yeah, to really not allow yourself to step back and go, look at what you've actually built, you know. It's phenomenal what we're creating. We're creating things from scratch, you know, <laughs> as new business owners. So yeah. we should be we should be pretty proud of ourselves um, a lot of the time in, in what we can actually achieve. But so often we're like, great, done, next. Done, yes. next. Oh, this um, is resonating with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just getting into that churn. It's so easy to get into that churn and that day-to-day -day operations of, of get this done, get this done, get this done, get this done. You know, it's just like a, an engine going and going and going and yes. allowing yourself that time to step back and reflect. So both reflect and then also, you know, dream about the future. You know, just allowing yourself that, that space to, to really set these new goals and to go, right, is everything on track with where I want it to go? Is it still even what I love doing? Yes. Um, you know, because so many times, yeah. oh, I've spoken to so many people who've been in business for like 10 years and then do you love what you're doing? They're like, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I dread getting up every day, you know, yeah. and that breaks my heart because, you know, go and work for someone else then <laughs> if that's the case. Exactly. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's okay too. Totally okay. I, I really do believe that there are two distinct, types of um, personalities or people in the world those who were born and made to to you know be entrepreneurs or, or run their own show and others who actually work better when they're working for somebody else and that's okay and and knowing the difference between the two is totally fine you know that's what makes us individual and that's what makes us who we are but I've definitely seen that in my lifetime in my experience here yeah, there's there's two distinct types of people um 
So yeah, no, that's yeah, really good, really good point. But I love that you've got the reflect and dream because how many times are we just running a million miles an hour, as you said, going through our little tick box and I'm quite structured as well. So every single minute and hour of my day is in a calendar, whether that's personal time or whether that's work time, it's all scheduled in. But I don't have any scheduled time to think, reflect and dream. So already from this combo with you, yeah, that I'm sitting here going, I need to go through my May calendar and the months, you know, preceding that. And I'm actually going to have to pencil in that time to reflect and to think because I'm such in the doing moments all the time that I'm not stopping, I'm not smelling the roses and I'm not taking time to celebrate all of the wins. And the other thing you mentioned that really hit me right in the guts was that we're creating amazing things from nothing. You know, like we're not taking enough time to, yeah, to recognize that and to say, hey, Kerry, hey, Dawes, you actually did a pretty good job of that. And look how far you've come from the day that you launched and the day that you started your small business to now, you know, and look at the progress, the experiences and the impact you've made to other people. And it's usually we're waiting again for that recognition to come from someone else but we don't, we don't actually give it to ourselves. So that's a, that's a crucial point. And then you said your third one, which is your nemesis, which is pricing. And I know that that a lot of this is going to hit me again. (laughs) So yeah, tell me a bit about that. And um, again, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, right? And, and again, this is something that I know I've done totally wrong and I've seen it time and time and time again with everybody that, you know, with, with, small business owners that I've worked with, but being confident in your pricing early on is, is something that I would definitely have changed going, going back yes. because, um, yeah, I think, and this, this, I'm going to say it, it is a, it is a female thing as well. Uh, men, yes, they do have certain elements of this, but I, I do think it's women that suffer from it more so than men mm-hmm. in being confident in our pricing. Because we're, we're almost, I know I've done it, I'm almost apologetic when I hand somebody, you know, an invoice or I, um, I tell them what the pricing will be. And I know I have spent many, many, many years undercharging and underselling and really, um, yeah, not being confident in my delivery of, of what, I, what I have to offer. Yes. And again, it goes back to these limiting beliefs, you know, like what is my zone of genius? Where, where do I sit here? And, you know, what do I, what do I have to, to give to the world really? But the pricing, oh gosh, again, so many people are pretty much giving things away and there's so many, so much wrapped up in here. And obviously the pricing psychology and the psychology around pricing products and services is huge. And definitely for another podcast, um, not, <laughs> we'll not for this time. one. Yeah. Um, but it's the, if you go in too, too cheap, you know, and if you undersell yourself, it's not doing people a favor. It's actually devaluing what you've got. And yes. it's really, uh, I, Again, it's taken me many years to learn this lesson, but so often now I've also seen other people go, oh, that's too cheap. Mm. And suddenly that hits you and goes, what do you mean it's too cheap? And if something is too cheap, they actually genuinely don't value it. 
they don't have enough skin in the game. You know, if you paid a lot for something, um, I mean, you look at clothes, really. I don't know whether you're like me with this, but if I've paid an awful lot of money for an item of clothing, I do view it slightly differently. Absolutely. To, to my general, you know, my the yeah. rest of my wardrobe where, you know, I've, I've sort of gone to the the bargain bin or the sale rack. Um, yes. I'm, a, I'm a great bargain hunter, but yeah, it, you feel different. You feel different if you put on that really expensive coat that you know you, you invested in versus throw on your you know your work dress or you know your pair of pair of like daggy jeans yes. <laughs> that have been around for ages so and I think pricing is exactly the same you wear pricing differently and um yeah for anybody starting out uh whatever you're about to charge double it <laughs> <laughs> that's a good rule of thumb actually yep yeah yeah and it, it feels icky it actually feels icky I know in the early days I, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this you know <laughs> while we're recording but I've been in tears pressing send on an invoice because I've been having these whole feelings come up going have I done enough, a good enough job this month for this client you know is there enough value in what I've demonstrated? Should I have sent another report? Should I have added this other thing, you know, for X, Y, Z? And I've actually been in, in proper tears going, are they, are they going to pay me? Because yes. have I done enough, you know? And yep. um, yeah, so pricing in hindsight, just being a lot more confident in what I have to offer and a lot more confident in going, this is what it actually costs me. Yep. And okay. so many of us go through this same feeling and this same process I read um, a post on social media I think it could have been on Instagram but it was something along the lines of you know they're not paying you for the hours they're paying you for the years and years of experience and knowledge that you're bringing to the table so it may only take you an hour to do you know that particular task or that activity as part of the service that you're offering but that's not what your customers are paying for because it's actually taken you 15 years to get to the point it might have actually been Gary V I think I do follow some of his yeah. bits and pieces I know he can um yeah sort of come from different perspectives and angles but but yeah some of the time his posts are absolutely on point and it's and it's not for the hour that it took you or the two hours that it took you but it's that experience and knowledge that you've worked through and work towards through years and years you know of time in that role or, or doing that particular area that you specialize in and that's what um you know people need to recognize and that's why even with you know my services and pricing all of my um, offerings are bespoke meaning they're tailored to each individual client but I've moved away from putting them into you know boxes time boxes well this is for five hours and this is for 10 hours and this is for 15 hours because that's not actually what they're paying for they're paying for your expertise and in you're doing something that they are not in the current position to do for themselves because that's not where their genius is you know they're there to run their business and do what they specialize in and they're hiring you to do the same um, with what you specialize in so Oh my gosh, so many of the points that you're raising, I, I just sitting here again, nodding my head um, because yeah, it's really, you know, aligned, I guess, with a lot of the experiences that um, I've personally gone through as well as a small business owner. Um, so now we're going to move on to the visibility side of things. And I really wanted to touch on 
the networking side. Because as mentioned, when we um, started out with this potty session that you and I did meet at my very first networking catch up in the Illawarra in Wollongong. Um, and I'm just wanting to, I guess, share, because I know how much value the networking component has brought to my small business. It really allowed, you know, the visibility and like who Doors is and where you can find me and how we can work together. And a lot of the online and offline networking has been quite integral in, in order to build that visibility. Um, I just wanted to, I guess, get from your perspective what you also, um, I, I guess, achieve or get out of networking and how has it helped your business to become more visible and um, do you find that it's more the in-person stuff or the online stuff that's been helpful? Um, yeah, just what your experience, I guess, has been, you know, with, with that side of small business. Mm. Again, great question. So, I hate networking. <laughs> It's, and no, I shouldn't, I, I don't like to use the word, the hate, hate. word actually. No. Very, it's a very, very aggressive word, right? Like yes. words have energy and if we put too they much do. energy behind it, then um, yeah. So no, it's, it's a very aggressive word. So I remove the word hate, but I'm not a natural networker, let's okay. say. Um, yep. I'm, I am pretty introverted, which uh, sometimes people get confused about that because sometimes I can walk in, especially if, I, if I'm running the show, you know, if I'm facilitating a workshop, yeah. then I can definitely be into that extrovert mode. But yes. um, to walk into a room and have, you know, let's say 30, 40, 50 business owners that I don't know um, and to actually sort of break the ice as it were, oh, that terrifies me. That absolutely terrifies me. It's, um, it's something I have to really work at work at yes yeah. and and i guess it's got easier over the years um but i think it probably comes back to the vulnerability piece as well in that um having the confidence in our own selves and you know our product or service that we sell and and sort of walking into that room and and really talking about it you know i mean that question oh what is it that you do i hate that question you know <laughs> and i ask it a lot when i sort of meet new people because i'm genuinely interested but when people ask you what is it that you do and and i think for for service businesses in particular it's possibly because it's quite a complex question it's not a case of um you know i sell beach umbrellas, you know, or, or, exactly. or something like that, um, you know, or I sell lifestyle products. It's, it often is a bit more of a complex answer and it sort of really does uh, require a bit more context or a bit more information about the person before you could just give them that elevator pitch for, for Absolutely. one phrase. So it kind of yeah. fills me with dread. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I'm definitely not a natural networker. However, what I would say is that it is so valuable and it really is, you know, a, a great way to get visible um, as a small business owner. It's, the, you know, I mean, that's, it, it's not free. You know, often you, you pay for your, <laughs> your buffet lunch or, or, you know, whatever else or your ticket. Yes. But it's, it's definitely a very low cost marketing channel to be able yes. to actually get yourselves out there. And, you know, if we're talking about 
small, small business, like, you know, you and I are, Mm -hmm. then it is us at the end of the day. We are the face of the business. We are the business, you know, yes, we might have a little team around us, but we are genuinely the, the business. And so a lot of what we do is built on relationships and it's built on people that know, like, and trust factors. And I think networking and getting out there is really a, a key in doing that. What I, what I would say again, another hindsight thing is very early on, I thought I had to go to everything. Yes. You oh know, my goodness. Everything, <laughs> everything you know, I, I used to like rock up to the opening of an envelope as they, as the saying goes, yes. because I was like, Oh yes, I should do this. I should get out there. I should meet everybody. And I was exhausting myself <laughs> by, by doing that. And yep. I was going, yeah. And are these really my people, you know? Yes. Um, so I think there's actually sort of two types of networking. Um, I, there's, there's networking where you've got sort of potential clients in the room. And there's also networking where you've got almost like a mastermind networking, I would call it, where you've got, you know, your, your peers, you've got, you know, great conversations happening at sort of probably a bit of a, a sort of a more intimate, but a higher level. So, you know, a, a closer networking group versus the, the bigger, let's all get together in a, in a large room where there's sort of 50, 60, hundred people. Um, and so I think now I'm very, very intentional about the networking that I do. Um, really, really intentional about it. So I have my sort of my close, my close mastermind groups. Um, yes. You know, I have my sort of my close catch up buddies. You know, <laughs> so um, I, you know, I know we catch up. You know, quite regularly for for coffees and things like that. And I value that time. You know, no end because we we really have that that trust factor that we will go right. Okay, so let's let's talk business let's get down to brass tacks and right what challenges have you got you know how can we help each other out and really sort of talk on the peer-to-peer level um i think rather than sort of walking into that room and everyone's staring at you and so what do you do and you know judging you in that in that way so that side of things yeah not not for me i recognize it that it has a place uh but it still sort of terrifies me whereas my my close-knit mastermind groups and really that intention about what I want to get out of it. Um, yeah. It's- I love it. And, and I'm going to have to take a Panadol after this um, catch up today because I'm nodding like vigorously again at your responses. So much of what you've said is so true. Um, that very first networking event that I went to where I saw you, um, that's exactly how I felt. I felt like a fish out of water. I felt like I wasn't a hundred percent sure of myself and my services and what it was I was going to be offering because I was in that real beginning stage of being that yes person. Oh yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do that. Um, and just trying to build up, I guess that, you know, client base because you're wanting to launch, you're wanting to survive, but you end up going and doing lots of everything. And you're spending most of your time like I would be working 12 hour days and then looking back on my days and thinking, oh my goodness, what was the return of that investment of time (laughs) and that ticket? You know, were they actually my people or was I there catching up more on a social basis rather than a business basis? And I did exactly the same as you. I took a step back and went, I need to be a little bit more selective as to which networking events I'm attending because you can spend way too much time, you know, attending lots of things, but then the return on that, I guess, you know, just isn't balancing out. So it's not that they're 
not valuable. I think they're incredibly valuable. And as mentioned, you know, they've really helped build that foundation for my local and small business here in Wollongong. But you do need to be really mindful that you can end up going to a thousand and one things, as you said, the opening of an envelope. And when you're in a small business, one of the things you don't have is a lot of time. So I think the takeaway from that is absolutely go to them, but be selective as to which ones you are going to. Because the other thing that I found was in going to absolutely anything and everything was I would start to talk to people about what it is that I did, which was, you know, related around websites and SEO. And I'd be actually running discovery sessions at the end of it. So all of this value and all of my time and it was all unpaid. And I'm totally like, I still now, you know, offer a lot um, as part of that sort of initial, you know, discovery and, and catch up and you absolutely need to do that. But I was finding that my services, I was giving a lot of my stuff away for nothing. And you know, sometimes I guess the conversation, it wasn't with someone who was necessarily serious about investing in you or your services. They just kind of wanted to get what information they needed at that moment and that time. And so I was spending a lot of time then going to coffee catch-ups and lunches and all the rest of it, but it wouldn't actually eventuate in helping my business grow. It was just kind of lots of, as you said, you know, just giving away all this free stuff. And um, it was an experience that I'm grateful for, I guess, going through because a lot of lessons came out of that. And I now protect my time. So my time is something that I just cannot put a price on because I know that if I'm allocating time towards something, that that time is then taken away from something else. And that something else could be my family time you know, time that I could be spending with my kids um, instead of working, you know, 10 o'clock at night, still with the laptop on, um, sending emails and, and as you said, sending reports and all the rest of it. So I think exactly, as you said, and again, still nodding, my neck's hurting. Because <laughs> so is mine. So yeah, mine. I'm no, nodding so right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> so much of what you said has resonated. Absolutely valuable, but definitely be intentional and pick the ones that are going to be of most value to you. And if you're going to them for that mastermind and that support, um, you know, reason, that's completely fine as well. You don't always go to networking because you want to necessarily sell you know, 10 packages of your service or anything like that. I certainly don't. Sometimes I'll go because I want to learn something. I want to take something of value away that I can then implement into my business as well. Uh, but definitely a protector of my time and definitely more intentional with, um, yeah, where I go and, and what I do and, you know, who I give my information away to and, and the value um, so so true everything you've just said there uh, like I say I'm nodding, nodding. as well with you Dawes and it, like you've it was making me uh, remember that that saying you know you are the average of the five people that you hang out with most right and um, again it's a phrase that's used quite a lot but if I truly believe it again as small business owners we have to keep progressing and we have to keep learning and we have to keep developing and so yeah you're right we've only got this limited amount of time so how are we using that and you know it might sound a bit 
data driven, but you know, what is the return on investment that we're going to get from going and spending X amount of time absolutely. Um, at either an event or, or, or a catch up. So yeah, yeah so absolutely. agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to move on to the naughty C word. <gasps> which is COVID-19. So as we're recording this um, potty session today, we're in the midst of COVID-19 and being in isolation. And that's meant quite a few changes to a lot of our small businesses. And a lot of small businesses have had to change, pivot, whatever fancy term you'd like to call it. Um, but what changes, I guess, have you seen within your own business? And what have you had to, I guess, adapt to? Or um, has it helped? Has it hindered? Yeah, any, any feedback that we can share with our audience today that might, you know, be some gold nuggets and might be helpful for them as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, massive, massive shifts, massive changes, massive impact, right? Um, as we've, we've all gone through, I think to start with, I mean, great time to be running a training and development company, right? <laughs> <laughs> so to start with very early on, you know, I was getting workshops pulled, speaking gigs postponed, um, you know, training programs put on hold. So I think the, the initial impact was, was pretty severe and just going, wow, what... What is business even going to look like? Because, um, yeah, all of my, I, I guess, forecasting for the next, you know, three to six months is suddenly very, very different from yes. from what it looked like. So, I again, I think I've spent a lot of time crumpled on the floor in heaps of tears, which I've probably mentioned about four times in different scenarios already on this podcast. But, you know, for the, that first week or so, it was like, wow, it was that real shock I guess you know and it is like that that loss that that punch in the gut going well how on earth could I have built this into a business model that suddenly I'm not allowed to go and be with people face to face yes <laughs> you know, who who has that in their model when they when they start out so yep. definitely for that first week or so it was a a shock a, a grieving process um a real anger you know as well um and the frustration going well how long is this going to last you know surely you can't just destroy the economy i guess overnight um as as time's gone on you know we've been um as we're recording this we've been in sort of lockdown i guess isolation well not totally lockdown compared to other countries but you know in yes. isolation um yeah. for a good few weeks now and uh, we're really not a hundred percent sure of when the end of all of it will will come and I'm not sure that we're ever going to look totally the same after this uh I am in the fortunate position that I can uh I guess hold sessions with clients via zoom you know via you know all the technology platforms really wish I'd have had shares in zoom and you know, again <laughs> hindsight's a wonderful thing right because yeah. I would be a rich woman had I had some shares in zoom <laughs> I don't unfortunately um but then the last few weeks have really been into opportunity mode and going, well, yeah. how, do we, how do we come out a better person, a better business person, a better, you know, all the rest of it. So I guess I'm really using the opportunity to, to pause and reflect and all those things that we say we never have, have time to do. Um, it has given me the opportunity to launch the Momentum Movement, which um, is, is very exciting. And it's a community that I wanted to launch this year anyway and uh but it was going to be much later in the year and really then I sat with this for a long time going is this now the right time um yes. and I'm like you know what actually this is 
a better time than ever. And I think it's more needed than ever. And with people in that sort of uncertainty and that sort of the chaos, you know, our, our whole jigsaw puzzles, right, have just been thrown up off the table and, and we're not sure where the pieces are going to land, then, yes. Um, yeah, so it's really given me the opportunity to go, okay, well, this is something, this, is, this has been a project bubbling away inside of me for so long and it's mm-hmm. given me the opportunity and the space and the time to really be able to to bring it out to the world. So for that, I'm actually in, I'm sitting in a very grateful space today. Um, yep. I might not be tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> tomorrow. It is that emotional roller coaster. But yep. in terms of changes, then then yes, very much going. What is it? Do, what is it that my clients need most from me right now? And what are my clients and the wider sort of community going to need? post COVID. And so really sitting in that space of going, you know, again, how do I bring my genius to the world and and help as many people as possible? So yeah, I'm, I'm actually very grateful at the moment. Love it. (laughs) Love it. And I love the way that you've raised the point. It's almost like going through grieving Mm. and the stages of grief, you know, where it's the shock. Um, And then you know, you, you're upset and you're mad <laughs> um, and you fall into a heap. And again, neck's still hurting because I think all of those different parts of that grieving process, you know, at some point or another in the last however many weeks it's been that we've been in this situation, we've all kind of gone through. It's that shock. It's that sadness. It's that, you know, now you're cranky about it and now it's okay I'm, I'm coming to terms with it. What can I do to move forward? Because at the end of the day, you know, it will pass. We need to come out the other end. And are we going to come out the other end, you know, stronger? Or are we going to lay at the bottom of the sea, you know, like dead fish and just kind of go, oh, well, that's what it was. And now I'm going to have to try and swim my way all the, you know, way back up to the top again. So, um, hearing you I've been through that same up and down roller coaster um, ride and I think yeah it's just important as you said you know to be able to relook at things to sit in that place of reflection and go okay well I've still actually got all these skills um, all I need to do at this point is maybe restructure them or put them um, on a different platform or as you said you know launch things a little bit sooner than what you had planned but right now this is what everybody you know out there needs rather than I guess just sitting in a ball um, and it's okay you know to have your moment and to scream and to cry and and you know be in that place and that space and I think it's important that we do and we recognize it and not suppress it Um, and rather than just keep going go 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 and don't let yourself break down you actually need to I think have those yeah breakdown moments because you know that's what makes us real that's what makes us human beings and that's okay but also going okay I've had my moment now I need to actually pick myself back up And I need to refocus on what my goals are. And those goals might change and they might look a little different, but there's still things that we can do and that we can achieve, but it's looking at it from a different perspective. Um, Another key point that you said is, I don't think any of us are going to come out of this the same way that we went in in that the way that our businesses look and the way that we're offering our services, I don't think it'll ever be um, 
you know, the way that it was prior to COVID happening. So maybe it was a bit of an awakening. It was a bit of a, hey, you've put all your eggs in, you know, this one basket, but diversifying your services and the channels that you can reach different people on is incredibly important to have a sustainable business. Because another thing that I see a lot of my clients and myself included in this is that we tend to put all of our eggs in that one basket but if that basket breaks or if someone comes and you know takes it away what do we have left so this for me has really highlighted the importance of okay these are the services or the fundamental or core services you know that you offer but you actually need to diversify those channels to remain sustainable because at any point life can change and if there's one massive life lesson that I've learned is that nothing ever stays the same like nothing is permanent the moment that we're in right now is temporary you know what happens to us tomorrow is temporary so we've got to be able as small business owners to adapt and to change because we don't have control over everything we can control what we do and, and, you know, the way that we react to things, but we don't have control over circumstances that are out, outside of ourselves. And so if we want to stay in the game and we want to, you know, surpass all the statistics about small business, this has been a real kick up the butt. I know it has for me where I've gone, you know what? You actually, same as you, wanted to launch those three things and you kept putting it off and putting it off, waiting for the right time. And now this has gone to me, well, you know what, Doors, this is probably the time that you're going to do it. And it's six months earlier than what you had planned, but now is actually the time to get your butt into gear and, you know, to launch the things that you've been wanting to do for the past two, two and a half years since launching your business. So I'm with you sitting in gratitude at the moment and actually in a weird way, you know, thankful that it has happened only because it's, yeah, given me almost like a spotlight and it's highlighted the gaps in my own small business where I need to, you know, start to fill those up and make sure that I'm diversifying and remaining sustainable um, in my small business as well. Love so, that. Love that. Yay. <laughs> so many, so many crossovers and, um, yeah, things that, you know, we can both relate to, which is, which is awesome. So Kerry, thank you so much for your time today. Again, I was absolutely wrapped when you were like, yes, I'm going to be on your potty and I would love to be your first guest. Um, it's absolutely, you know, made my day. And again, it's encouraged me and inspired me to go through with this because, um, you know, I have sat here and gone, oh, you know, but should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? And after catching up with you, it definitely motivated me to continue to follow that um, goal and that dream of, of having that podcast and being able to share this juicy goodness, um, you know, with everyone else out there who's listening as well. So thank you very, very much for your time. Um, now, if you'd like to get in contact with Kerry and find out more um, about her services, uh, she is on Facebook. So you can look up Momentum Life Project on Facebook. Uh, she's also on Instagram under the same uh, handle, as well as LinkedIn under Kerry Dover. And her website is themomentumarchitects.com. Now, you did mention um, during the podcast as well, Kerry, that you've got the Momentum Movement Program. So I was just wondering how we can all get involved with that, if you can tell us just a little bit more about that program. 
Sure, candles. Yes. So this is the 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 new the new launch, which um, as I as I mentioned a little bit earlier, this is something that I am so beyond excited about because I truly at a deep cellular level believe that this is sort of my life's work <laughs> in, in a membership community. So this is what everything has been really, really building towards. And um, the membership move at uh, the momentum movement even is a membership community really designed for people to, to take back control, uh, really master that mindset and overcome those limiting beliefs and really start to design the life that they truly want to be living. And the reason that I'm so passionate about it is because this is a community that is, is accessible to all. So this is the, you know, you don't need to have the, the thousands and thousands of dollars in the bank to be able to then go and see your personal performance coach or, you know, your, your trainer, for example. So I know for me personally, uh, this is a program that I needed when I started my business and, you know, all those years and going through life generally. So, you know, it's for business owners, but also individuals, you know, it is for those who just want to achieve more in work, life and play. And this is what I know that I needed. And if somebody had been in my corner helping me along back in those early days, I know that I would have been that much further along and I wouldn't have made Yes, that I still made mistakes. You know, we, we made mistakes so that we can learn and grow, right? But yes. I wouldn't have necessarily uh, held myself back so, so long. And I wouldn't have been in that self-sabotage cycle for so long. So um, I know I needed, I needed the coach and it was that eternal sort of hamster wheel of, you know, I really need the coach, but I can't afford the coach. So when I get to this level, then I can have the coach. Yes, you know? I've and that, seen this. <laughs> that, that sort of cycle. So really yep. this is the foundation level. This is the coach for everybody. And then, you know, um, get your like-minded community, get that potential really, really going. Uh, we're going to be doing online masterclasses. We've got group coaching sessions. We've got a whole online hub. Uh, we've got weekly check-ins. Um, so yeah, it really is a, a beautiful foundation community for people to, to start kicking those goals, take back control Amazing. and really um, start designing the life that they want to live. So Fantastic. Well, people, I'm in and it's yay. open now, right? So it's open right now. <laughs> excellent. So what I'll do is I'll drop the link to that um, underneath the podcast details um, as well. So if anyone in the audience, I would highly encourage you to check it out. Um, as you mentioned, Kerry, it's accessible which is such a key thing for small business owners as well. It doesn't matter what stage of business you're at, um, to have something that, yeah, you can actually jump on, access. It's online, which is fantastic as well. So I'll pop the link in there and, yeah, get some more um, people reviewing that and checking that out, which is fantastic. Congratulations on launching that. I know it was a long time coming. Um, so, yeah, really well done and you should be super duper proud and I can't wait to jump in there and, and be part of that group as well. Thank now. you so much, Jaws. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. So, yes, I have absolutely no doubt that this is going to be a massive success as thank is you. everything that you touch in life. So, oh, thank yes, you so much, Darwin. And we're going to be launching um, an experience together as well. We're super excited. So um, be sure to listen out. We'll share those details in the coming weeks um, so you can learn more about that and how, yeah, you can catch up with both Kerry and I. But until next time, We'll catch you guys later. Thanks again, Kerry. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today and making time to tune in. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a review and some feedback. If you'd like to learn more about me or my services, you can find me at doreenbrown.com.au with links to social profiles so you can connect with me on there as well. Well, that's it from me today. So see you next time for the next instalment of Let's Get Visible.